is a Matt episode. Y'all know I don't like Matt. You're listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only because a nigga blessed. Welcome back to Black Oak Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of HBO's The Leftovers. Season 2, Episode 5, No Room at the Inn. This episode was, of course, written by Damon Lindelof and Jacqueline Hoyt, directed by Nicole Cassell, who I know from Watchmen. She directed one of my favorite episodes of that season. Uh, I'll make you guys do your homework and figure that out. (laughs) This episode of Watchmen premiered November 1st of 2015. I gave this one a 6.7 out of 10. I tried to be open-minded it had something it just was performed by the one actor that i feel and character that is still and remains a weak sauce point of season one i don't like that (laughs) it's no point sugarcoating it He is someone in which I would never have around me. So we start this episode with Matt, who is recording himself and his wife's sleep because he is looking for signs that she will wake because he has stated previously that she woke in this place. They talked all night and they slept in each other's arms. But he didn't mention the part about his dick going into her vagina. But we find that out because what's done in the dark will be coming into the light. (laughs) So then we get a few musical montages of his day with his wife taking care of her. I understand there's a part of me that's supposed to be like, look at how sacrificing he is, that he has become his wife's caretaker, and that he is the one that is truly standing next to her through thickness and in health or sickness and in health. And I said thickness. I feel like that should be added to the vows now and thickness and in health okay because lord knows the longer the years on the more that weight starts to pack into the molecules and the cells and let me tell you once you give birth that shit is like so hard to get out it's like i'll be doing the same things that i'm doing now and yet 20 years or even 10 years ago not 20 years shit that's (laughs) 15 but i would have dropped at least 45 pounds i look at the scale i'm like five i'm like are you fucking kidding me i'm almost dead and i ain't got none of this shit off anyhow back to (laughs) matt and his days anyhow i was saying with him is that yeah sure he's a good guy in that retrospect but also this woman needs assistance that i feel as if she would benefit more in a home and i understand maybe he can't afford a home maybe he uh maybe this was her last wish that she discussed 
in her will that he wanted her to i don't know i just feel as a person who has taken care of other people and i see him doing it and i automatically feel as if someone should be called <laughs> not only that i don't know what their relationship was before this whole apocalypse thing i mean we got a glimpse of it but matt feels on a whole nother level of oh my god everything is about following some type of miraculous or religious or other than experience and reaping from that and it just is ugh. i don't know <laughs> maybe i just haven't seen enough of his wife for me to be like how the fuck do you put up with this i mean clearly you had to because you know she married him or she did <laughs> but at the same time i feel like he's become fanatical he is passing out missing poster or flyers of the girl so we know some time has passed the pastor apparently has also had a great surgery because he is back in the pulpit then he freaks out in the middle of the night on mary because she is not looking at him not waking up not showing a sign he needs them damn signs when he is at his lowest and then we see them well he's looking at himself in the mirror or in the camera and he finally turns it off so he is starting to become disillusioned once again it seems as if every time he is at his lowest something and particularly something violent happens and all of a sudden oh my god the miracles it's an i really can't tell because this show you don't know what really is some type of other than because i don't know who that black dude is that be running around but he feel legit so i feel like there's that supernatural element to it where everything matt is saying is absolutely factual however i think with matt they make it a little bit more ambiguous to the fact that it may not be and we'll get back to that a little bit later in this episode um where i feel on that so they are going on the road out of town to a doctor appointment because they need to check on her condition he sees a couple trying to escape the barriers into miracle and i did love the shot of just seeing the one guy get attacked and then it's on his car but it's all from matt's perspective i thought that was really nicely done that's uh miss nicole cassell i'm just saying i totally stand her but she uh or the guy gets tased and i can only think if he were black he may have been shot in the back just saying just saying Matt gets to the doctor and is shocked to learn, shocked I say, that Mary is pregnant. And the first words out of his mouth is, I thought she was, I thought we couldn't have babies. He's talking to her like she completely has brain response and understands everything. And this is the thing that bothers me too about Matt. Okay, I understand you feel the way you feel. Like I am committed. I know what happened. You can't tell me what's happened. Okay, fine. But you also need to have the wherewithal to understand that other people will see this a different way and check yourself accordingly. Like switch up your be I feel like half the shit he went through, if he would have just taken a chill fucking pill, it would not have went the way it went. But he does not. It's like everyone has to look at him 
see what I see and glorify that. He's just so narcissistic and I hate it. <laughs> um, but yeah, he was acting like a straight up weirdo. Because the one doctor seemed like his tone was clear. Like you have not been uh, completely honest with me. You said nothing happened. However, she's fucking pregnant. Here's the proof. He puts on his glasses to look. And then he's all uh, very excited about this, right? He's just like the joyous background music. You know, I thought we never could have it or have the children. And he's just smiling that weird smile. Explain to me. Explain to me. And then this is contrasted with the doctor who's looking like you need to sign this release. We would have done an MRI, but we cannot get consent from your wife. So if she cannot consent to an MRI and then he looks like, oh, I would never do that. You're you're a fucking idiot. I understand. But look how it looks to this man. Your woman, your wife is in a vegetative coma state. Right? Right? And she has a 90% uh, 90 chance of miscarrying, right? And you're just smiling at this news. And you feel and are acting like a fucking pervert. You're ugly. You're disgusting. I'm going to kill you. Give me $200. As a woman, this is highly disturbing to me because we don't hear uh, her side of the story. We believe we have to be believing that matt is not imagining because we're only seeing him see her wake and even if she woke who's to say she said let's have sex (laughs) i just ah, i don't know and i know that the show is going to try to uh you know i think that it's meant to be great but on the other side you have to believe matt because matt's a good guy because he's connected to the garvey's but i don't even think that the garvey's are great people i mean we got Lori out here murdering folks <laughs> we don't know how many went to the hospital i mean whatever she's doing attempted murder assault with a bat or vehicular attempted vehicular homicide whatever you want to call this she ain't shit tom is equally has killed federal agency <laughs> officers never mind that they were dicks they literally had the right to raid a compound of a man who was sexually assaulting underage girls (laughs) you know and then you got well jill is pretty chill um i guess Nora ain't done nothing crazy yet either but kevin kevin he's on that thin thin line of someone i think that is a good person so there is that possibility that matt ain't shit and it's equally i think i'm valid i should say and feeling creeped out by his reaction to this and at the idea that she would lose the baby like oh don't worry about that that's uh, that's what is that you think that sentence is supposed to calm me down and then it's not even just the fact that she's in a, a coma state i mean you don't even have a proof she'll stay awake for more than a minute or so or however long she stays awake for when she decides to wake up 
for it how are you supposed to care for a child there's so much momentous things that should be going on in a sane person's brain at this moment even if she woke up for that one second there's everything that comes after and yet his first idea is we have to get back to miracle but before he does because matt is the do-gooder that he is he stops and helps a guy on the side of the road now he's clearly seen how desperate people are to get into miracle and yet he fell for this and this shows his naivety in a in a lot of ways they then take him and mary's uh he takes him and mary's wristbands and i was like there there has to be another form of id and you see that there is a way in which you can vouch for someone which makes me a lot angry at his his reaction or actions afterwards but he is hit in the head right remember the last time something crazy in his life happened he was hit in the head he's been hit in the head a few times he also was sick as a child i wonder if there is something not quite right with his brain like there's it doesn't all compute i mean i'm not saying yeah because he really he had his church but the church was the church that his dad left right or it was a family type of thing he seems to always be taken care of by nora it seems as if you know he he can't really he relies on the pity of others and the mercy of others to assist him and i don't know i just kind of feel matt's a a hobo (laughs) he's dependent upon other people and that's also another reason why in which i don't like the fact that he is also taking on this extra burden or not burden but you know responsibility of his wife and he can barely look after himself i mean technically he's living in the garage of a man a man's church that's not anyhow um he then sees an awake mary who tells him that we need to get back to miracle the baby won't survive out here now mind you right no one even if like he was saying this before they had their incident right he was saying hey we have to get you back to miracle everything's going to be fine once you get back there and then she is in a sense repeating back the same dialogue that he said to her and the fact that he also got hit in the head this can be there is an argument that this could be a delusion like he is so desperate to have a response from her that he is starting to manifest those responses and and it's a rational thought for anyone to have because there is just simply nothing to back up the fact that matt isn't losing his shit because he's already been through a lot and i mean (sighs) i don't care that he won all that damn money because he 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 can there's this idea it's actually something um they were talking about in addressed in season one right that if you believe in something so much you can almost make it 
so that others believe too or that it manifests destiny right i think that's a met in a lot of ways the way in which holy wayne was like you know i believed my bullshit now i'm at the end of my life i wonder if any of that was like he's finally asking himself that question like i didn't have this before like is the like did i really delusion myself in this type of way um or do i really have this power because it seems to have it's so effective that it's worked on so many people uh it's mm, but it meant that he would have to suffer and so he well he wasn't suffering with them little underage girls now was he so there goes that now instead of i don't know because i guess they took his phone too looking for a do-gooder because anyone that sees a lady in on the road with a wheelchair or even the 50 million people you passed on the way to get into the bridge to go into miracle why couldn't you have just used a phone to say hey kevin nora preacher guy anyone that can vouch for me i have been robbed and my wristbands have been taken can you meet me or figure out a way in which we can assist each other that would be the first thing then get her ass out of the damn sun (laughs) then he is turned away at the gate so then he goes to the visitor center and i thought this scene was wholly unnecessary to be honest i think it was to escalate violence in a way to show him losing his composure and then seeing poor mary have to sit there you know silent still and uh unnoticed but this the the whole you know guy i'm a douchebag and i'm gonna rush you and antagonize you because i don't care about your situation we got a wedding to get to because we only showed up what 10 minutes before the reset before the reception starts what the hell why sir was these three minutes in which he was in front of this counter lady so much for you to bear it did not make sense it was just stupid and then he calls gets kevin on the phone and instead of just finishing the conversation and ignoring the person behind him he ends the call with kevin the park ranger says or the the yeah i don't know if that's a park ranger or not i'm guessing says you know there's nothing i actually can do here and then the guy's like yeah you heard what she said can you step over there i'm sure your your wife who's in a coma won't mind because for some reason i need to talk about a woman in a wheelchair that just makes no fucking sense i mean it's just bullshit fuck oh my 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 my. and then it got even more ridiculous because matt says well you got papers let me see those paper i'm gonna hold them hostage while you assault me i swear to god i swear to god you stupid bitch never mind the fact that no one in a park ranger gear outfit decided to interfere at all during this entire altercation not the woman behind the counter who said who should have said sir please back up i'm allowing him to use the phone he's gonna make his phone call you're going to wait your turn not continue to let the dude scream in his face while he's making the phone call that you are allowing him to make oh 
<laughs> and then no one else came over and said, why are these people yelling over here? That's not good. Uh, then they got all the way into the fight where they're literally wrestling over the paperwork for two whole minutes before someone decides, let me go and break those people up. They're, they might be dangerous. And then just as I was thinking, there must be better ways to do this. Kevin and his new best friend, John, show up who apparently is healed enough from his gunshot wound. So it's been some time, I'm guessing, at least a few weeks. They come to the center and John, once again, with that authority, like what you got him zip tied up for, and then takes it from the park ranger guy and unzips him himself. It's such a casual way to show who's in charge the hell did john do to get this type of (laughs) this type of reverence from the town john is not at all buying matt's story about what happened with mary he went through his backpack he knows that his wife is pregnant wants to know how that happened wants to help out his friend here because he owes him but he's not about that bullshit because he's been peeping matt since he saw him and I will say he had a very apropos um, rebuttal to everything Matt's trying to say. Like, oh, you know, I come to Miracle and my wife all of a sudden woke up and we made love and we made this baby. And oh, my God, it's uh, it's all a miracle. And he says, well, my life, wife lost her hearing long before and she still can't hear so if god is giving out miracles you know restoring people uh, medically why does god fight favor your wife over mine and it's a very valid question because matt honestly thinks he's special and he acts like it john says that look if you admit in a few months that when your wife starts showing that you were lonely and confused and that you basically um missed your wife you got physical i'll give you the wristbands you can come back kevin's trying to intervene but john's like look i will do this my way and i honestly just love seeing kevin be (laughs) the submissive in this situation matt then says you know i know your daughter is missing but why what happened to you you're angry at this place i want to know what happened so then john revokes his offer oh now you fucked up now you fucked up now you fucked up you have fucked up now now you fucked up now you fucked up now you fucked up now you fucked up once again matt can't shut the fuck up matt if you need to get your wife in in miracle don't worry about you you should be concerned about your wife right she's the one that could lose the baby she's the one at risk so what does it matter what you say and do not say you don't need to be there you got people that are there you left them with said people at the end of this episode so i don't under i don't get why you could not have just shut your fucking face got your wife in the door got your wristbands on and back and then started talking that shit say you know what i may have changed my mind but my wife maybe can she can stay with my sister and them friends whatever (laughs) 
oh your pride over your child is how i felt in this moment because he really wanted to sneak it to him like i know you fucked up and you don't believe me and then just like he did that shit last season like when he rolled up in people's face like meg like oh let me tell you bitch no you're gonna get popped up in the face and john at least was kind and just said no i don't think you're gonna need the wristbands after all he then wheels him uh mary and himself out of <laughs> miracle he also asked kevin for money Ugh. <laughs> i oh you are such an idiot such an idiot no money but this is you couldn't shut the fuck up you could not antagonize and at least kevin said what the hell was that so then he goes to the commune camp of all the people camped outside the the town where the bridge is and sees a very naked man having things thrown at him and humiliated with a sign that says well he's in a vice that says repent and that is of course like i want to free him this lady asked do you want to and then she says well get the fuck up there and he says uh, or she says i didn't think so like you want to free someone from their suffering but you yourself won't suffer that's where i thought they were going with it but i think it's even more nihilistic than that but i think that's just you know what leftovers should just have a synonym with <laughs> someone then tries to steal mary and i'm like what this is another weird thing for weird say who just tries to steal a woman in a wheelchair we have we really digressed this far that the 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 husband of the man or the of the woman is standing right there and we're we're gonna try to you see how difficult it is to even get her through the (laughs) through the grass this is the dumbest crime i think i've ever seen in my life but it's just another reason for for matt to get violent and then he another guy and they all look like they're from a fucking um like a i don't know a a scottish renaissance (laughs) viking period uh setup cosplay i have no idea why but i got weird accents but he asked one guy for someone who could help him out getting smuggled in because apparently you know if i was a cop i could get that information real quick just saying elmer is the guy that can get the job done but he wants a thousand dollars he also looks like he is ticked out on something meth whatever of course why was matt standing there like he had a thousand dollars in his pocket (sighs) i hate him with this woman just sitting standing there on to more weirdos because of course that's what you would find camped out in a commune outside of a town who will pay him five hundred dollars because he's a preacher to hit this one guy with a paddle as hard as he possibly can and say brian what the hell is the world coming to he does it and considering how much of his soul he's already sold to numerous causes just go with the flow sir he should have did it more than say often i don't know he needed a thousand so say hey i do it for five hundred dollars get me in like half an hour another day but he was on a deadline 
this is also white fragility at its finest because these people have lost their shit the world turned for two seconds and they completely have fallen mentally apart and this repentance too as if that's the way he the uh the crowd in, enjoying it was weird he then shows back up to elmer 60 dollars short and that's exactly what a bum does <laughs> fucking pathetic elmer accepts because you know he knows he's just gonna sit here and beg he shows him the way through a sewer vent mary almost drowns and i could not deal i'm calling this spousal abuse i don't give a damn if she <laughs> was okay with it in the end watching a pregnant woman almost drown because uh and then there's kevin and nora there to smuggle them out this is crazy nora even misled the police on a tip and i'm like nora these are our people's children that are missing and why why oh why matt did you look affronted at the fact that she called the police to put off the scent that they were indeed sneaking through <laughs> then there's the weird trunk conversation which i wish i did not have to be privy to they come across a a crashed car flipped over a whole bunch of sheep and this it happens to be the guy that stole his wristbands he is dead but the man's son is watching from afar and the first words matt says is this is mine not oh my goodness this is your dad dead how are you are you okay it's this is mine don't judge me and then the kid holds up and i get it he did the right thing at the end but i don't give a shit (laughs) let me hate and he holds up the wristband and you see what the father was doing it for and it was incredibly sad uh but he takes this as a sign once again that he is not meant to stay with his wife no he must go out and repent by putting himself in the naked vice uh and letting people humiliate him and feel pain is he humiliating because he believes it's to be true and he knows what he did uh and he truly believes in miracle uh what it can do but at the same time he knows his wife never woke up there's a lot that could be read at the end of this scene um he could also think this is him uh Uh, what do you call that Uh, i can't it's flogging himself in a way for uh for the blessing that he has like i must suffer so that she can be but i don't know rich people are weird overly religious people i should say (laughs) a zealot as as you will and i think he's a zealot but yeah he says you take care of my wife um because you know i totally totally am not suitable or tired of it myself and like i said it goes back to him putting himself in that vice you know why would someone subject themselves to that you have to be at a certain place in your own mental capacity to do something like that so 
he also approaches john in the middle of the road because they were like yeah we know somebody snuck in and we know you the motherfucker they go try and he says i know what happened my wife broke up we made love we made this baby and when i'm proven right when she wakes up again i will be back and we will have a talk by the way here's this kid i found that also is illegal in here he needs a wristband i'm totally giving him my wristband i don't need your wristband uh but also can he get some help but i'm like i can call the stadies what see if he has other family somewhere else why is it john's position <laughs> what he's supposed to put him out to adopt a care anybody want to adopt this child in miracle anybody he, he he's he has no father he's now traumatized as he watched his father die trying to get in this place that promises something that may not even be true under his father's own mental fragility I think he needs uh, some some psychiatric attention and um, maybe a close relative. I don't think John is going to be able to help him out of his situation. So that is the end of this episode. Like I said, it was not the worst, but I just don't like Matt. So that completely colored my judgment on most of what was going on because I also don't like the actor. <laughs> And every time he smiled, I really genuinely got the heebie-jeebies because I just immediately imagined him talking to his wife and then touching her, imagining she's alive or has awoken and she didn't. And at the end of the season, I know they're going to be like, we didn't want to go there. So see, she's alive and awake. And I'm still going to be like, well, you're the one that put it in my brain. And now I can't not think of all the ways in which I'm still not okay with it. <laughs> so if you want to send feedback on your next ep- on my next episode of The Leftovers or tell me how wrong I am and I need to get it together. Um, Defending Matt Squad. You can send that to blackercouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below on this podcast. You can find Black Girl Couch reviews on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever else good podcasts can be found. My social medias will be below. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and if you have time, run over to iTunes and leave a review. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, the Black Girl Magic.